Hi, I'm Harry Srinivasan, and this is SciTech in a Flash. In this episode, we explore rats, the vile creatures that occasionally scurry through tunnels, alleys, and garbage cans. But in researcher Dr. Jason Munchie South's lab at Fordham University in New York, these creatures are a source of evolutionary wonder. For the past four years, researchers have been trapping rats and extracting their DNA to learn more about their evolutionary origins and their interactions with urban environments. So how do rats evolve so differently depending on where they are? Uh, well, rats have very large populations with lots of genetic diversity. So when they arrive at a uh, unique place, uh, selection acts on that genetic diversity and favors certain rats over other rats. And so rats that can use, say, a novel food source or avoid poison um, or become resistant to poison leave more descendants. And so over time, you see that trait spreading in that local population. So could a rat in one city physically be different than another city just based on its environment? Meaning, like, is one more agile than another? Uh, absolutely. You can see uh, fairly different uh, anato anatomical features in rats around the world, depending on the temperature, the climate, the type of infrastructure you're using. Their body may become longer or shorter. Their limbs may become longer or shorter. Their skull may change if they're eating you know, tougher foods versus softer foods. Uh, so those sorts of anatomical differences can build up quickly. Uh, it's a common feature in rodents as they get introduced around the world. And then if you look at their genes, you also see biochemical and physiological traits that yeah. start to change. I know you guys wear gloves and you're careful around these things, but at some level, you clearly don't despise them as much as the rest of us. What is something about rats that we don't know that we should that might make us hate them less? Well, one thing we've been doing is monitoring rat populations remotely using cameras. And so often when you encounter a rat, you're encountering its fear response because it's afraid of you. So it may screech, it may scurry away, and we don't like the way they move and so forth. Um, and it may, you know, if it's cornered, it's probably not going to attack you, but it's possible. Um, but when we monitor these cameras and we're not there, we see part of their daily life. And we see them you know, grooming their babies. We see male and female pairs interacting, um, bringing food back to the nest. And you just see them living their normal life. And they're very social. Uh, they have a very tight kind of family group. Um, so you see that, that kind of activity. And you can relate to that, because it's kind of the way we live, right? in these family structures and mm -hmm. these extended communities. And they have something similar. Now, even the study that you've been doing in New York, is there a difference between uptown and downtown rats? That was one thing we found that was surprising is when we looked at the genetics and relatedness of rats, uh, that the uptown rats formed one cluster of rats that are all related, and the downtown rats formed another cluster. And there was this break in midtown Manhattan uh, that we think is due to midtown not being good rat habitat. Uh, it tends to be cleaner. The buildings are well-maintained. There isn't as much trash from residential buildings and restaurants on the street. Uh, and so there aren't as many rats. They're controlled there. And so the rats don't cross that area very much. And so we see this you know, downtown rat community diverging from an uptown rat community. How, you know, I know rats and mice are different uh, at a species level, but how smart are rats? Rats are fairly intelligent. They, you can, you know, rats have been introduced all over the world where they're n new food sources they've never consumed. There's different types of places they've never encountered, you know, underground infrastructure, subways, and so forth. And uh, they're very cautious initially, but they're also very curious and exploratory. So after you know, monitoring an area for a while, they will start to explore it and uh, start to use new resources very quickly. And that's part of the key to their success. 
Uh, and humans have done that as well. We spread all over the world and we're in every kind of habitat. Rats have basically done the same thing with our help moving around. And they're very clever in terms of finding new food sources and places to live. What's the best way a city can tackle a rat population? Uh, the, the best thing actually is to address the human population and uh, particularly in how a city controls its garbage. So if you can reduce street littering, uh, if you can reduce the amount of garbage that's outside and uh, available to rats, that's the number one thing you can do to keep a rat population down. Um, but that also can be very challenging. You know, in New York City, one of the reasons we have so many rats is because of the way we deal with garbage. We don't have alleys, we don't have secure metal dumpsters. The garbage bags just get put on the street um, overnight and we wait for a sanitation department to pick them up. But while they're sitting there all night, that's just a rat buffet. Um, and so that's the number one reason we have so many rats. All right. Dr. Jason Munji south from Fordham University, thanks so much. Thank you. My pleasure. And thanks for listening. Want to hear more SciTech Now? Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and watch full episodes at SciTechNow.org.